0: مِلَّةَ هَادِيَتِكُمْ إِبْرَاهِيمَ ۚ أَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ وكيف تخافون ما أشركتم ولا تخافون أنكم أشركتم بالله ما لم ينزل به عليكم سلطانا. فأي الفريقين أحق بالأمن إن كنتم تعلمون الذين آمنوا ولم يلبسوا إيمانهم بظلم أولئك لهم الأمن وهم مهتدون رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري واحلل عقدة من قولي فالحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه أما بعد once again everyone, as wa wa So very quickly, I just want to make sure the sound is on, yeah? Just wanted to ensure, yeah, okay. So uh, today in episode 6 of this series, what I want to talk to you about is uh, one of the most important benefits of Iman, uh, one of the consequences of Iman that is claimed as something that the people of Iman deserve in this life and in the next life by the words of Ibrahim alayhi salam. So the fact that we have faith is associated with lots and lots of, you know, benefits, but we don't think of them in terms of how we understand the world at large. And this is one of those things that shapes our worldview. You know, yesterday I was talking to you about how humanity is looking for peace and where there's conflict all around us, right? There's conflict at the geopolitical level. There's conflict at societal levels, There's conflict in families. There's conflict even inside of ourselves, right? And... The, we want peace in all of those levels, at the individual level, then family, then society, then the world. It's the, it's the, the world longs for peace and longs to get away from conflict. And the the source of all of that is actually what's being highlighted in very brief words in this ayah. So first of all, Ibrahim alayhi salam, at the end of the, the ayah, we were talking about 81 in Surah Al-An'am. He posed a, a rhetorical question. He said, fariqaini الْفَرِيقَيْنِ bil-amni in kuntun ta'lamun." And which of the two parties, which of the two factions is more worthy or more rightfully deserving of peace and safety if in fact you have any knowledge. So he's now talking about him and those who do shirk and only one of them is more worthy of peace and safety. So that's a pretty heavy thing to say. So some, somebody who doesn't deserve, someone who doesn't have iman in Allah cannot have peace and can have safety. That's the claim that he's making, and then he furthers it by saying amanu." He answers it himself: "Those of those that have come to faith, and they didn't disguise their faith with wrongdoing." That's a really powerful phrase. On top of that, Those are the people that ha- actually have peace. and uh, the the khabar of this sentence. Is, or the muqtada of the sentence is actually mu'akhar. So Al Amn is actually a muqtada, bil khabar muqaddam. What that means is only those people have peace. It is only those people have peace. And they're the ones that are committed to guidance. So I wanted to take some time to try and understand and unpack what this these words mean and why they're so important. The most important thing to understand here is that you know peace is at the levels. And I alluded to that before, individual, then family, then society, and then the world. Right? So there's there's ripples. And the most important part of that is individual peace. Me as a person, if I'm not at peace, then I can't expect the world to be at peace. It's almost like if we are, if humanity is like a building and I'm like a brick, if that brick is shaky, if that brick is unstable, then I can't complain that the building is unstable. I have to be a strong brick myself. I have to be stable myself, before I can have anything to contribute towards the stability of the rest. The other important thing about the individual stability is if you think about some of the most terrible things that have happened in the world, many of them happen not because millions of people did something terrible, but actually at the top of it, some world leader, some some sociopath, some crazy uh, influencer, Said something or galvanized people, and their disturbance started entire wars, right? Hitler is a disturbed individual, and look at what he does in the world. Look at the kind of damage that he does. You know the the, the uh, you know the Khan of the, you know of Halaku Khan, or uh, you know of of the Mongols. The kind of person, the kind of bloodthirsty person he was as an individual, and how that became infectious, right? So when you're disturbed. And when you're filled with hate, hatred spreads. And when you're filled with peace, peace spreads. So it's 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 a very powerful thing. It doesn't remain limited to you. Can you imagine, uh, you know, at the you know in in the at the height of the Cold War between the United States and Russia, which was it used to be an ancient phenomenon. Now we're seeing a new episode of the same thing, right? But in the height of the Cold War, because they were close to a nuclear conflict, right? And it could have been as easy as the temperament and the mood swing and the you know the panic of one of the heads of state because they can give the executive order right so the fate of millions of people and entire nations rests on the internal stability of one person who's been handed that kind of power this is actually the story of Firaun in the Quran right how many how many lives are influenced and how much chaos is spread because of one person's internal disturbance right so the idea that in the, the peace inside of me is insignificant is silly. Every human being inside of them is an entire world. In fact, Allah even compares his miraculous signs in the skies to the, and he equates them with the miraculous signs found inside of a person. It's like we have a universe inside of us too. He says, We're going to show them our miraculous signs in the skies. And we're going to show them our miraculous signs inside of themselves until it becomes clear to them that it's in fact the truth. So the the marvel of the skies and the vastness of the skies is actually being put right next to the vastness of what's happening inside the soul of a human being, inside the the heart of a human being. There's a vastness inside of us. And that vastness can be filled with chaos and storms and earthquakes or that vastness can have calm. Ibrahim is saying, Two parties have taken two sides It's not just about believing in one god And believing in multiple gods One of these sides deserves more peace than the other They're actually worthy of internal peace first and foremost They can have calmness inside of themselves So how is my iman in Allah associated with peace? First of all the word iman comes from aman. Aman in Arabic means two things It means peace and safety And the other fundamental term for our faith is islam Islam which comes from silm and salama which actually also has to do with peace and safety and well being. And so, the, the first thing I want you to know is Rasulullah compared these two phrases when he would. There's a, there's a masnoon prayer of the Prophet ﷺ when he would see a new moon. Allahumma ahillahu alayna bil amni wal iman was salamati was salam. Was salamati wal islam. That, you know, Ya Allah shine this light of this new moon on us with amn, with peace and safety, and iman, which is inside of ourselves well Islam? So the, the next two phrases are associated with Islam. So what I want you to also appreciate in, in this dars is the connection between Iman and Islam from this point of view. There's lots of different ways you can compare them, but from this point of view. The inside of me, when that is at peace, the words that come out of me, my facial expressions, they're peaceful. When you're around a person that's calm, it has a calming effect on you. When you're around a person that's filled with anxiety, it has an anxiety effect on you. When you have a person, if there's a person that's disturbed deep inside, their disturbance doesn't just stay to themselves, it affects you, right? You're in the car with somebody who's upset, you're gonna feel that energy. You're not just gonna, you know, the weather's fine. The sun starts shining a little less when you're with a person like, and when, would you, when, you're, when you're next to a person, a loved one, anybody who, who's a different vibe, there's a different feeling that they have inside of them, you can feel the effect of that immediately too, right? So this has consequences in our immediate personal lives. And Ibrahim is saying that Iman, our faith in Allah, our faith in one exclusive Allah, actually allows us to have peace in any situation in life. Internally. Outside, my situation could be chaos. I could be surrounded by craziness. Ibrahim is actually surrounded by pretty crazy stuff. On the outside, his father wants to you know, get, get away from me or I'll stone you to death. That's going to come soon. His people are going to drive him out. There's going to be people that are ready to burn him alive, you know, throw him into a large, large flaming you know, pit. That's, that's the plan for him. So it's not like his life is surrounded by peaceful circumstances, right? And yet he's claiming who deserves more peace. You know what that tells you? That the outside world does not determine what's happening on the inside. You know, so what we, and, and this is the next important point now, the world outside, the weather, the people you're around. That has an effect on you. We're human. It has an effect on us. But Allah is also teaching us that what's going inside you, what's happening inside of you, has an impact on the outside world. So you're receiving effect, you're being impacted, but you're also impactful. What iman does is it minimizes the effect of the outside. And it maximizes the effect of the inside. So you're not as susceptible to what's happening outside but you're way more impactful because of how you're the state of calm that you have on the inside. Now let's talk about our iman in Allah, our iman in the the messenger, والسلام, الرسالة, our iman in the akhirah. How are these things connected to iman? There's many many ways, but let's talk about a couple of them. You know, with our iman in Allah, we we get a few things. We get, for example, we get an absolute hope in Allah, which means we don't become hopeless doesn't matter how bad a situation gets we know Allah is with us like Musa salam at the edge of the water and the army of the pharaohs is coming things are looking pretty bleak and he says Kalla inna Rabbi. say my, my Rab is with me no, no doubt about it my Rab is with me so there's this you you as a believer you're never alone and the worst feeling if you if you if you talk to you know people in the mental health profession therapists things like that the worst feeling that their their clients have is a feeling of loneliness Nobody hears me. Nobody understands me. I feel like I'm invisible. I feel like nobody values me. That's actually one of the most disturbing thought, you know, feelings a person can have. And when a person has that feeling, another uh, psychologist I was, I was studying said something remarkable. When a person feels irrelevant and alone, they would rather be, they would rather cause trouble than be irrelevant. So what can happen is if a person feels really lonely, they're going to start all kinds of drama in your life. Right? And create all kinds of chaos, and you'll get angry at them. But the fact that you got angry at them gives them validation, at least I exist, because I got some reaction, that means I must exist. If I'm getting zero reaction, that means I don't even exist, I have no value. What did Iman do to solve that problem? It doesn't matter if the world abandons me. Like Ibrahim physically is the most lonely person. Allah calls him alone and Ummah. And yet in the height of that loneliness, he has Allah's company. He's never actually alone. And he doesn't just have any company. He has the company of someone who loves him more than anyone else can Who cares for him more than anybody else cares for him Who's going to protect him more than anybody else can protect him it, it, this, It's the best possible company al Rafiqul Allah, ala Is what he enjoys And so the first association of Iman in Allah and peace Is the fact that we have hope in him And that we have his company He's always with us Well, Ma'akum He's with you wherever you are So the second component of that is our dependence on him. You know, when human beings depend on each other, we disappoint. Right? Your parents will tell you often you're a big disappointment sometimes, for example. Or I was expecting more. Or you expected more from your, your own parents. My parents didn't love me the way I thought they would. They didn't care for me the way I thought they would. They didn't get me the present that I thought they would get. Spouses, husbands and wives, if I ask the, the wives to raise their hand, if their husband is a disappointment, please don't raise your hand. But I'm saying, right, in their, in their head, they've already raised both their hands, right? So, if, so and, and husbands, hey, what are you disappointed about? If you, if you value your life, do not raise your hand. But the point that I'm making is that human beings have, you know, we have things that we, we think, oh, this could be better, that could have been better. There's disappointments all the time. And we've learned also the more you depend on somebody the more you're setting yourself up for getting hurt right if you really totally depend on someone and then they let you down or then they betray you or then they they you know they don't turn out to be what you expected them to be so what do people do they become rough around the edges they say i don't depend on anybody i look at number one i have trust issues i'm gonna have walls around me you know this is what people do to try to be safe and at some level that's actually a normal healthy reaction but you know, with Iman in Allah, we have this dependence on Allah, this vulnerability to Allah, this ability to cry to Allah, to tell our deepest, darkest secrets to Allah, to expose our weaknesses to Allah, to, 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 to be weak and humbled before Allah, to be pathetic before Allah, you know, and still know that he's not going to see me as any less, he's not going to love me any less, he's not going to care for me any less. Because he's the one that nobody, everybody else, if you, if you decide to be too open with them, they might say, oh, I, I used to respect you a lot more. Now I know too much. Right? I can't, I, I don't see you the same way anymore. Right? But what, is, what does iman do? I realize I don't have to share my secrets with Allah. He already knows them. He knows me from the depths of my soul. He knows the the weakest parts of me, the strongest parts of me. He knows my my, my greatest fears. He knows all of my anxieties. And yet, he still gives me rizq. He still provides for me. He still cares and he still guides me. You know? So that dependence on Allah is different from any dependence on any human being. So the first connection is, iman results in this hope in Allah. The second is it it creates this beautiful dependence on Allah which... When you truly compare it to our dependence on anything and anyone else, then you see how beautiful that is, how powerful that is. And then, of course, the third component is our surrender to Allah. Human beings, you know, we we uh, want to figure everything out. We want to plan everything. We want to have a safe financial plan. We want to have, you know... Um, you know, people sometimes try to calculate Other people's reactions Don't say this Then they're gonna think this Then that's gonna happen Then this is gonna happen And they're trying to create a domino control Over, you know, what everybody else is gonna say And think and do Except, And you're, you're just trying to control everything And you know what? If you surrender before Allah And realize everything else is surrendering to Allah too All you gotta do is just surrender to Allah Allah will take care of the rest He'll just take care of the rest You know, you got a family situation Where somebody says Hey, you should just tell the truth Right, and then somebody says, "No, if you told the truth, you know what your uncle's going to do. You know what your cousin's going to do." And you go, "Oh, I didn't think about that." But then you come back to Allah, and what does He say? Say the straightforward thing, and Allah will straight sort out all of your issues. Allah will sort it out for you. Like you didn't have to sort it out. That's not up to you. You just do. You surrender your opinion. You surrender your strategy. You surrender your course of action. You sur- I surrender that to Allah and say, I'm just going to do what you're telling me to do because the rest is up to you. The rest I, ha- I leave in your hands. I-, I surrender myself to you. And that-, that surrender is a beautiful thing. It's so liberating. Because you don't have to worry about the consequences of things because you recognize the consequences are in Allah's hands so long as I have surrendered myself to Him. You know, the- These things, they lead to really deep levels of peace. Everybody else around you is in panic, and you're calm and peaceful because you've surrendered yourself. I've surrendered myself to Allah. And we're, when we're lacking in internal peace in ourselves, maybe one of these kinds of connections we're supposed to have with Allah that are the result of our iman are not quite there. Maybe we haven't reinforced them as much. So ayuul fadiqani bil amni in kuntum ta'alamu <laughs> alathina amanu wa lam yalbisu imanahum bi Last thing I'll share with you about this, because there's lots to talk about here, but I'll just share one quick thing about this relationship between Amin and Iman. I said there's Amin and Iman, and there's Salama and Islam. So there's Iman and Islam. Think of it this way. When your insides, is interesting, I'll give you a medical analogy. I spoke to a a physician one time who was telling me most of the time when he gets heart patients, right, uh, he tells them, how much stress do you have in your life? And I'm like, your heart... Problem has to do with cholesterol, it has to do with how open your valves are, your blood circulation, all this kind of stuff, you know, like why are you talking about stress? Stress is in here. Stress is, you know, your your thoughts, your emotions. But there are actually, there are direct correlations between the level of anxiety and stress you have and your physical condition. There are people that have, you know, autoimmune diseases and their internal state, how stressed and depressed or anxious they are, can trigger autoimmune responses. And the more calm they are, the healthier they get, the better they get. I, I gave you this analogy because Iman and Islam are like that. Islam is actually giving peace on the outside. This is why Rasulullah says, Al Muslimu man saliman nas min lisanihi wa yadihi. Famous hadith of the Prophet the Muslim is someone who people are safe from their hands and their tongue. Right? The Muslim is someone, people on the outside are safe. So you're internally safe with Iman, and you give other people safety with Islam. It's like the soul and the body. The insides is Islam, the outsides is, is, the insides is Iman, the outsides is Islam. So if you find yourself commenting at everybody, if I find myself criticizing everything, there's, const, there's no, nobody's safe from my tongue. The first, I look at someone, the first thought is not something peaceful, it's something negative. That my mind is pro, you know, propelled towards that. You know what that means? What's coming out is, a container can only give out what it contains. Ma <laughs> Yamba. Right? So a container can only... Pro- if the iman was inside and it was in a healthy place, then the words that come out would also be peaceful. The actions would also be peaceful. The reactions would also be pe- People around you would experience not just peace in the way they, that you appear and your vibe, but your behavior, your, your mannerisms, the way you conduct yourself. Would just, it would just speak volumes for Islam itself. Your, 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 your personality, my personality, would become Islam itself. So these two things actually go hand in hand. This is why when believers meet each other, we say assalamu alaikum, right? We extend calmness and peace towards the other. I'm promising you that because I'm, I, I share iman with you, which is inside, as a result on the outside, I'm going to give salam to you. I'm going to give peace to you, safety to you. That's the, that's the agreement we make with each other when we say salam to each other. So when Ibrahim salam made this comment, now think about that individually, a person is at peace. Then their family becomes at peace. And if when enough families are at peace, then communities are at peace. There's a ripple effect. Then a nation, a large enough nation can be at peace. And then nations around the world can be at peace with each other. There's an, a ripple effect around the world of this kind of peace. And when that's not there, then they're competing over things that, you know, that they, they don't want to surrender to Allah. They want to surrender to their greed. They want to surrender to their, their lust. They want to surrender to more, to the want of more or the want of power. And when people surrender to those things, you only get chaos. You only get chaos inside the individual life, family life, business life, social life, community life, political life. That's all you get is this, this kind of thirst. And the, ant- the only antidote to that is actually true iman in Allah. May Allah Azza wa Jal allow us to be the people of iman in Allah and to raise a generation of Muslims that truly carry that iman inside them and become a source of peace for the world. Barakallahu li wa lakum fil quran al-Hakeem. ونفعني وإياكم بالآيات والذكر الحكيم.